Welcome to Awesome Us Season 2, The Universal Monsters. This season we'll be reliving the nightmares of our youth, so you don't have to. I'm Dave. I'm Matt. No, I'm Matt. And I'm LJ. Did we start yet? Uh, yes. I think oh, that good. was our official startup move. Broadway's back. Yeah. Well, wasn't he? Oh, no, he wasn't. No, I was, I was gone last week. I, You know, when you're famous, you have to, like, make appearances places. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or spend three days at Disneyland and totally not be exhausted by walking over 30 miles. Oh. Did you run into the Brahms? No. Well, we ran into the Schmidt on Monday. Oh. Because we knew they were going to be there, so they texted us. The Brahms and I, Brahms, Brahms and us both had park, single park tickets for separate parks. Mm. <laughs> so we were so close, yet so far, as far as... Right. We were both there, but couldn't see each other. Oh. Disney splitting the revenue. If only yeah, we could have so done clever. something like meet in downtown Disney or in the... It was in the middle of the neutral day zone. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like the morning or... Not, I mean, like, there were... Like, it was like at 2.30... Hey, when you're paying to get into the park, why would you meet outside the park? Yeah, these places are four thousand dollars a day. Wow. Yeah. You're not going anywhere. You're going to use every minute of it. You you're going to you're going to stand in as you're many gonna walk, as possible. You're going to walk thirty miles to make it worth it. That's right. But I have a new pet peeve. What is it? Ooh. So when you hold the door for somebody and walking into a restaurant, okay. I won't throw them under the bus because they're one of my uh, one of our sponsors. Okay. When you're walking into a restaurant. There's two people behind you, and they both have to be female, so you're like, oh, I'll be a nice person. I hold the door for them and let them walk in. Yes. To me, the courteous thing is either you walk up and you order quickly, or you say, go ahead, and let the person who was originally before you, who waited to hold the door for you, go before you. Yes. So instead, they walk up ahead of me and stand there while they decide what they want. Awesome. Uh, I'm not sure. Okay, I'll have one of these. Do you want anything? Oh, I'm not sure. Actually, I do. Can, um, hmm. Yeah, um, really quick. Is it from the place you're currently eating? Yes. There's okay. three choices there. <laughs> yeah. Three. I was going to say, it's not like a deep no. menu there. And granted, yeah. they didn't say like 10 minutes, but they didn't know what they wanted. Well, no, I mean... To Either all, way, you should just be like, oh, honestly, go ahead, thank you. Honestly, I won't name the place, but I mean, it's similar to like taking a really long time ordering at Chipotle. You just yeah. go down and you say what things you want on it. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. You want to talk about a pet peeve on Chipotle. I have seen people do this and, and we didn't want to so talk about that. They have, but we didn't. But we didn't want to talk about this. We're talking about pet peeves <laughs> and restaurants. Uh-uh. We're talking about Slaz's pet peeves. Mm-hmm. I'm adding to the pet peeves now, but we don't want Dave's opinion. No, but we mentioned Chipotle, so I'm going to let me mention this. I saw a guy at Chipotle tell. So they, they go like, "Do you want black or pinto beans?" Okay, the guy, as if they don't know what the two are, reaches over the sneeze <laughs> barrier and goes, "I want those." And then he proceeds to do that for every selection for his burrito, reaching over the sneeze barrier and pointing. And they had to tell him twice, mm. don't reach over the barrier. Like he didn't hear him the first time, and so he had to do it again. And then they're like, please don't reach okay. over the barrier. Well, what if he didn't know what kind of beans were? Dave, did you hold them back? I picture Dave, like, grabs them from behind. Do you know who I am here? I'm going to hold you. Maybe he's colorblind, so he doesn't know what color the beans are or what color the salsa is. Yeah. 
He doesn't know what the words pinto or black are. Right. So, therefore, they've placed a choice, but he understands he has a choice to make. This is a city American... Education system has gone to hell in a handbasket, man. Mm-hmm. They don't know what Pindovians are, or refried, or black, or whatever are. Gotcha. Really, they educate you in school about beans. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hey, listen, we live in California, right? <laughs> AKA North Mexico. Hey, careful, careful! <laughs> you don't want this show canceled. They will cancel you on well, time. Today. We also don't want the wall to get built and us to be stuck on the wrong side. <laughs> yeah. Which side is the wrong side, LJ? Now, is that for our viewers? <laughs> Did you guys hear about this Roseanne mm-hmm. thing? Oh, yeah. I'm not sure. Okay. Uh-oh. Dave's about to defend Roseanne. Yeah. Dave's going to be like, no. I don't think it's racist. No. The, <laughs> but if you're Roseanne. The problem is she should have just said she was ugly. But instead. <laughs> she said the Muslim Brotherhood in the Planet of the Age had a baby. <laughs> Dave loved, Dave laughed so hard at that joke and then was pissed was like, what? That's offensive to someone? <laughs> well, Dave, Dave, at least, Dave, you the like sad that. thing is, the sad thing is, honestly, we would all chuckle about that. Everyone would chuckle about that privately. All of our listeners would too. But because, because of the state of things, you, you can't, you can't make a, a, an act, no, you know, a bad joke, no, or whatever but, you call it, and decide, oh, that was actually showing too much of my racism, and it took down her entire cast, all the, all the, you know, reruns are off too now. I mean, it really like, affected quite a bit of the industry, and that was like their number one show. I don't know. I, Dave? Can't you censor one person without wiping out an entire show? No, yeah, I'm yeah, not. you can get rid of the star of Roseanne. Yeah. Without ruining the whole show, Roseanne. <laughs> right. But Dave, don't if you it, worry. If it was someone else, that person would just be off the show. Mm-hmm. Right. But when it's the star of your show... Yeah. Dave, don't worry. You're the other bastion of conservative values, Last Man Standing, is coming back. So you'll still have that to hold on to. Um, <laughs> which, by the way... You know Wait, what? is it coming back because Roseanne got canceled? No, it got, it got renewed like okay. last week. Um, I was at my parents' house. And I was going through like boxes of like stuff from... When we lived in the burn, that they'd like my stuff that they'd taken over there. I found "Don't Stand Too Close to a Naked Man." Oh, the Tim Allen book we spoke we about last week. With her. Yeah. So I don't. It, I no, don't, here's no. my thing. There's a difference. Okay. You could. It sucks, but at the same time, there's a difference between what we might, what you might joke about with your friend of a hunting beer, a beer, and what you'll say at work. And when you're when you're a celebrity, your Twitter and your social media yeah, is part of your work. Twitter is so stupid. I've got to say, though. Why would you say... That's what really made me shake my head. Think it. Joke about it with your buddies. But holy cow, you put it out in a permanent media? Listen, she's been fond of posting conspiracy theories for like months or years. Yeah, but conspiracy theories just make you crazy or stupid. They don't make you untouchable. Right, but what I'm saying is like, she's been doing this and... Has only been emboldened to tweet whatever she wants to tweet. Yes. See, I think when you're that famous and you're a comedian, it's a very fine line. Because you always have to be edgy. There's a very fine line mm. where you become, oh, well, crazy racist. But and, what it requires Oh, is, that was a little off color and kind of funny. What, what, what it requires is, is more thought. It's more work for the comedian. Racist jokes... Uh, or stereotype jokes or any jokes that rely on easy humor are just that. They're easy. So, but lots know. of comedians make them and get away with them. But then there's something about what she did that crossed the line, and all of a sudden it's like you're done. 
if she would have dialed it back maybe three clicks might have been okay and it yeah. would have been funny or maybe the way but she presented also, it if she might have just selected someone who was ugly but not connected to apes because what? and the, the other thing was they're like oh she called her uh, they call she called her a gorilla and I'm like um, I'm not. I haven't seen this person. Have you guys seen who mm-hmm. they're? Talking? I believe she's um, uh, African American and Muslim. Okay. Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> but she doesn't. I hate to say it, but she doesn't look like a Planet X character. Large eyes and like a protruding mm-hmm. mouth. Or I don't know. I've seen a photo. Oh, I've seen one photo yeah. of her. I wasn't looking. But I'm, throw a throw. I mean, I think Roseanne crossed the line. My point is that line is very hard to define, and I think when you're in the mm. position of you're a comedian, you're edgy. She's an, I would say she's an edgy comedian. Yes. It's a, for them it's a fine line. Yeah. Where I mean, you remember just get, that national thing that she got in trouble for singing the national, past, uh, singing the national anthem. National anthem at our national pastime, baseball, and she hopped a loogie at the end and grabbed her crotch. And mm-hmm. she sang it like Roseanne sings because she sings Horrifically, because that's her voice, mm-hmm. and so she's saying it like that, and then people got upset. I'm like, you hired Roseanne, and right. she's edgy, and you know. <laughs> <laughs> Dave finds it more funny now that he's actually seen a picture. <laughs> that laugh you heard is Dave. I can't. <laughs> Dang it! <laughs> Why did she look different? <laughs> we know who Roseanne's face is in this room. <laughs> oh, that's ridiculous. <laughs> she oh, I, I, I'm not into politics, but is this a timely joke? No. Like, it's out of left field, right? Yeah. Because, I mean, that's a Barack Obama, one of Barack Obama's staff. Yeah, why did she choose oh, to like, like, like Something came up recently where they were talking about, um, I, I feel like she, th- that, that name had brought, been brought into the news for some reason. Or, or at least Obama's. Or did she just, was she just randomly thinking about this person? Like, yeah, I'm gonna make fun of her. No, I think it was something about something happening, uh, concurrent that, mm. that, and then she's, you know, picks on the staff member. Yeah. Right. So. Uh, it's just it's just sheer stupidity to put something. Well, it's one of those things when you're a celebrity. I mean, here's the thing, especially I, when you had time to think about it. You wrote this down. If she said it in the moment, like someone's like, "What do you think?" Blah blah blah, and they're joking back and forth. Like a TMZ car saying it to her, and friend. she made the joke mm, a little different, I guess. Mm-hmm. But when you had time to think about it and hit send, you well, should have more time to process. I feel it's well, probably one of these things too. Tweet, tweet, tweet. Da, da, da. Oh wait, backspace, backspace, backspace. Over my character count, backspace, backspace, backspace. Yeah. Oh, autocorrect, backspace, backspace. But yeah, she's so. got to have people that review this for her. No, yes. no, you don't no, think so? No. Well, she may or may not. I doubt it. I seriously doubt it. But mm-hmm. yeah, really, yeah, just really stupid. It it, it it reminds me of the uh, Michael Richards where he basically threw his whole career down the toilet based on a. I mean, really different is that his reruns still get played on TV and he still makes it a ton of money off of that. Right. So. Well, I've and, and I because he wasn't the star. I've watched <laughs> that. I've watched and, that and it was after uh, it was canceled. 
Yeah, I've watched that round a couple of times and watched his response to it and Jerry's response to it, and they had a conversation about it. And basically, he got heckled to the point where he wanted to cause as much harm as possible. He could have, honestly, he could have punched that person or stabbed that person for for making him embarrassed or whatever. He would have done it. But what can he do? Because he's not going to get down on stage and start a fight with, with 50 people. So instead, he uses the most... He just wants to cause pain. It's not particularly... It's not racism that's driving it. It's, I want to hurt you. I want to hurt it's you. anger. Up. Yes. So I will say whatever. If I, if I can make fun of your parentage and it would hurt you, if I can make fun of your race and it will hurt you, anything I can say to cause you pain because I'm embarrassed up here from your heckling, I'm going to do. And so he went with... What is very easy is you pick on someone's race. And so... And then, yeah. And then he says some really horrific things. Um... And yeah, so, and then later he's like, "I'm, I'm really." It could have been an old white guy, and it could have been you're just a rich old white guy, whatever, whatever. But he just chose. I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick your race. The N word. Yeah, yeah. Well, not only just that, but he he said, you know, if this was back in the day, you'd have been hanging uh, on a fork. I mean, we would we would have skewered you. You'd been hung up and lynched and all sorts of other stuff. I mean, just you know. Like, try to put them back in their place. Like, you, how dare you speak against me? And in your day, you would have been a slave. You wouldn't have been able to speak and, against and me. Let me and let me remind the listener that Dave has listened to this rant four times or more. <laughs> and has it memorized. Actually, he quotes it. The other people. Uh, it's, it's just, it's just interesting. Dave, Dave well, illegally then, downloads everything, but he purchased that rant. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I it just, you know, it just, I mean, we're no media celebrities. But it's just interesting, to, you know. You have what? of of we're not media celebrities. Well, I am. Oh well, yes. What do you Broadway mean we're not media celebrities? We're all media celebrities. Broadway's face is just also famous. We so have eleven true. followers, bro. Oh, now how many of them asked us to do an encore based on last week's Ten. episode? <laughs> all I, of them. I do believe I said if. Even one person asks us to do an encore episode. We should actually do it. one of them did inadvertently. She's like, "Oh, so you guys going to do the?" It wasn't directly asking. Wait, was what more... was the encore episode? We talked about whether we were. It was your idea. Yeah, we were going to basically. Oh, that's right. Stop at this one, or whether we do an one encore. more episode for the season finale. Yeah. So speaking of which, we're you know. Well, real quick before right around we, the corner from talking about the movie that we watched. Real quick before we do that, I went to Carl's Jr. tonight because oh! I was going to get one of those before Pine Broiler. No, no, no. As I was in the middle of my sentence. No, let's keep interrupting him. Fruit Loop Donut Shake. Oh, I was going to get one of those for all of us to just taste. Oh. That Carl's Jr. by your house doesn't have the Fruit Loop Donut Shake. And right now they have a Jolly Rancher Shake. Uh, Which is a vanilla shake with some Jolly Rancher pieces in it. And I was like, oh, Jolly Rancher What I would do with Jolly Rancher chunks and a shake? <laughs> well, I think it's like pieces, not chunks as much. But yes. <laughs> Even pieces. This is so chewy. Yeah. You bite down and chip a tooth and then your teeth are stuck together. And you got shake yeah. melting in your mouth. Yeah, you have a shake. You have some of the shake. You get a shake. You're like, oh, I need, a, I need to suck down this uh, Jolly Rancher piece for a little bit. <laughs> no, no, no. Car candy in your... Uh, but apparently they haven't even got it yet because the girl looked at me kind of like, wait, what? So it wasn't like something that they had maybe – this one maybe had and then uh, now they've moved to the question with that is – is it donut and Fruit Loop flavored? Right. Well, that's my question. Is it a Fruit Loop flavored donut or is it a 
uh, a donut flavored Fruit Loops. Well, it could but be this. It couldn't be. Or it a could fruit be this flavored shake with a donut on top. It could be, um, there's a place called Casey's Cupcakes, yeah. and they make a cupcake shake where they throw a cupcake into a blender with ice cream and milk, and they blend it all up. Right. So it could be that they throw a donut into a blender mm-hmm. with ice cream, milk, and then Fruit Loops, whatever, dust. <laughs> you know, they, like, empty the box of syrup and all the dust that's yeah. left over. Um, but your uh, your local Carlos Jr., right across from the flame broiler, does not carry. Disappointing. Wow. Maybe they just blend it all together. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway. Can you choose your ice cream flavor? I have no idea. I want peanut butter. Um, <laughs> well, they, I think, I think the only ice cream. I want Heath Bar. Yeah. <laughs> Can I have mint? <laughs> Can I have Jolly Rancher flavor? <laughs> I, want jo- I want a Jolly Rancher flavor. I want a Jolly Rancher Fruit Loop donut shake. <laughs> Strawberry. <laughs> Strawberry ice cream. <laughs> Ooh, coffee. <laughs> coffee ice cream, yes. Nothing better than coffee and donuts. Mmm. Oh. Good point. Boom. Duncan Duncan should make one. Yeah. So, so we did not watch a movie. The Dark Universe. Yeah. Begins? Uh, and, <laughs> and the only time they're gonna use that emblem. Or that, that uh, title card. Hey, you know the people who made that title card are like, Yeah, money! We got it! It'll never be used again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, from the Dark Universe production company, which was folded out shortly after this film, probably I, it, it was just probably a division of um, Universal. Sure. Um, and the movie we're talking about is uh, 2017: The Mummy. A movie that Tom I had Cruise. this stupid pay like it was. How was a brand new movie unavailable to rent? Like I had to buy the dumb thing. You didn't have to buy it. Well, yes, I know, but I try to be honest. Um, yes, because I believe, and I'm not sure. But I checked the uh, the Cinemax calendar, and no joke, it was fourteen ninety nine over the weekend. But I could record it for free today at four o'clock. Uh-huh. So I think it must have reached the eight weeks after release is the window where we charge full price for, it, and then it gets into rental pricing and Redbox pricing and three ninety nine pricing and all of that. But I would bet you ninety nine percent of the movies on iTunes you can rent or buy. Of course, unless unless they're not inside of that window, right? But the Mummy came out on DVD quite some time ago. Okay, so maybe they must have had some type of price lock on it. Maybe yeah. no one wanted it. There was something weird going on. I feel like search, it's the only way they were going to make the Dark Universe was going to make money was to make people buy it. If you search "Rent the Mummy," yes, it shows up as Voodoo starting at three ninety nine. But when you click and go to Voodoo, only option available is purchase. I believe it's sitting recorded on my DVR for free right now. I believe I set it to record. So the the movie came out August twenty second on video. Okay, we may have to uh, take a pause. We'll see what happens. But um, why do we care? Because we our studios may be interrupted. I don't know. I just hearing doors open and maybe someone downstairs got past the lobby re- receptionist or oh it's eight, it's past eight the receptionist has got home so it's only the night guard. security's there though yeah but, but you have to make his rounds and hmm. you never know maybe they didn't lock wash our cars for us well, if it bangs on a door we'll page and them come up yeah so um, anyways the mummy so yeah dark universe I'm, a movie that I had zero questions about for the first hour and twenty minutes or so Why? and then had a ton of questions in the last twenty minutes uh huh. So, first off, I want to know if Dave was inspired by this movie 
for new tattoo ideas. Oh. Those are really... No, no, you that, are not. They're that, way too complicated. That necklace tattoo that you had that kind of like braided up. Oh, like I think that's the, the lines going down your face, your whole body. They oh. were way too complicated though, because they actually had like more than two straight lines, and we all know Dave wants just a single straight line around yes. his ankle. One, yeah. one line around the ankle, like a circle, one might say. Yeah. Um. So the first question I had was, it when, opens with a voiceover from Russell Crowe. Yeah, I thought your only questions were after. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I, 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 no, I remember that too. So Matt has no questions. So your only questions were after 120 minutes. Oh, okay. I, so, <laughs> so Matt can't ask any question about this movie. Until you're going to you're gonna have to have a flashback to your questions. Yeah. The movie had flashbacks to uh, the Middle East. Uh, apparently, <laughs> my group doesn't know understand hyperbole. But anyway, um, I will say, speaking of flashbacks, how much did Dave, <laughs> I guarantee Dave loved all the flashbacks? Because they were pretty much all about having sex. <laughs> nope, because it wasn't vampire werewolf sex. That's true. Uh, but if her story was erased from history, how does Russell Crowe know her story? They unerased it. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. disappearing. Well, when is he? And, uh-huh. and when is he telling this? Right. Is he telling this post whole movie? Right. Because mm-hmm. then that's how. Yeah. What's funny was I literally recognized. I mean, he's got a recognizable voice, of course. But I was like. Holy cow, Russell Crowe's in this movie? As soon as I heard his voice, because I didn't know who was in it. Mm. I had no idea. That's all I know. Matt Damon. And Nick. Ben Affleck. I didn't know he was in it either, and that was annoying as hell. Okay, the most annoying thing with Nick. Awful. Nick from New Girl was in this. Is that Tom Cruise's name was Nick? Nick. And so he's he's saying, come on, Nick, what do you think, Nick? And I'm like, your name's Nick. I watch your show. So stupid, because Tom Cruise's character's name... Does not matter in the least. He's Nick Mori. Who gives? It? Who gives? Nick, no, well, his name is Nick Mummy. No, if it was if it was tied to something, <laughs> but real Nick behaved like Nick. Yeah, so, which, so that so, drove me nuts. So like, it drove I felt me like more insane because Nick, the new girl was transplanted, right? And yet yes. calling other people Nick. So yeah. it wasn't just that. I'm, I'm okay with the actor doing something, but like the fact that his character pretty much was like a Nick. I wish that his that his character's name was like Winston. Or shit. <laughs> I will say, there was a point in this movie where I just said, I wish we just had a zombie Nick spinoff. I would just watch that movie instead of, of where this started going. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was, again, no, my point was what is Tom Cruise's name is because in some of these movies they have, you know, oh, it's Dr. Van Helsing or, or you know. or Right, they needed to be something certain. Like a specific thing. Yeah, so it would be, you know, if if he had to be someone and that was his name, if his name needed to be Nick, because he was playing Nick Fury, for example, for some weird example. But it wasn't. His his name could have been Bill or Chris or anything. It was as if some writers wrote this and weren't thinking about the fact that Tom Cruise or Jake Johansson might be, or whatever his name is, might be in this movie. But, but once you hired them, you just change the name and you come up with Dwigget. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, like Dwigget. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's not a big deal to change. His name is Nick name. Morton, which yeah. is mummy for male mummy. So you just don't speak mummy. Yeah. Yeah. And no, I wasn't that's Dwigget. That's what Dwigget. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I was, I seriously was frustrated the whole, every time I, they had a scene together, he'd be like, not only because Tom Cruise's character was named Nick, but new girl Nick called him 
Nick. All oh, the time. Nick, 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 Nick. It was like the uh, it was like the SNL sketch with Amy Poehler. Rick, 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 yeah. Rick. Like it was it was never like you could say, "Hey, buddy, what are we doing next?" It's like, "Hey, Nick, I need to refer you by Nick all the time, Nick." Or be like, "Nick, buddy." What? And it wouldn't have been as bad if he didn't behave just uh, like Nick. Honestly, I don't know if I would have known Tom Cruise's name if it wasn't for Nick. Telling us Tom Cruise's yes. name. I, really I associated him so much with New Girl Nick that I thought that he was referring to himself at one point. And I like really the first it. time he said Nick, I was like, no, they did not name him Nick. And then I'm like, oh, he's talking to Tom. Oh, Tom Cruise. His last name is Morton. Why couldn't it have been Miller? Yeah. Unfortunately, I think I for... get the reference. Because his name is Nick Miller. And New Girl. Oh, gotcha. Unfortunately for Nick Miller, I think that his role was so specific and he fit it so well. I don't. Th- I think it's one of those roles we will never be able to unsee. Yeah. Unless well, he can do a fantastic job. I've seen him in other things. The way he does. And he can. No, he can be. He can act differently. But in the he, Mummy, why did he not? Uh, probably because they. My guess is they wanted because him to be they the wanted a comedic sidekick. Clearly, and so his comedic stylings are going to be more towards that because. Typically, it, it wasn't fitting to me. Typically, people who are you know comedic actors tend to yeah when they're when they when they're the comedic role they tend to be the sort of same and you know if, you, yeah. if your if your comedic style is more dry and sarcastic well, that tends to be what you're going to do in most comedic right. roles. That, having him talk to Nick, that was very much or having him talk to New Girl Nick, mm-hmm. having Nick talk to Nick mm-hmm. was very American Wolf in London. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um. He his best friend gets killed by the werewolf and he sees oh uh, he see, he, he keeps seeing him people. and 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 his buddy who, dead well his buddy who's dead is like you've got to kill like the whole movie's like you got to kill yourself because the curse is not going to go away and right. doesn't American Werewolf in Paris have a dead guy following around too I've not seen it really I've seen like clips of it but I've never watched American Werewolf in Paris but so I don't know it's still it was just annoying yeah. anyways to sir I guess if you want to begin the movie apparently Tom Cruise and Nick Miller are soldiers who just like to steal things. They're, they're tomb raiders. They're tomb raiders. <laughs> yeah, just less Lexi, less square boobs. Yeah. Well, real quick, what? Okay, I thought this was funny. Where it's like, uh, Amin, her name was Amonette, right? Sure, Mummy, mummy yeah. Chick. Yeah. They're like, she took, her, she was taking her revenge against humanity. What revenge? Her dad had a son. She wasn't going to be queen. Yeah, yeah. What revenge against humanity? Well, humanity? All of humanity because she wasn't going to become Wait, queen. Wait, when did they say that? Yeah. At the beginning when she she was next in line. And then like her dad looks at the girl. And then the next scene is uh, her the, the girlfriend giving birth and it's a boy. Mm-hmm. And so then it's like, and then she made a deal with Set and they were going to take out their revenge against all humanity. Mm. Well, because humanity gave the boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All, all of humanity must suffer because of this one thing. Well, and that's... He gets... They have that conversation later. I don't know why they have that conversation later, but he's like, "You're a." He's basically saying, "You're a bad person," and she's like, "No." It I like she. Yeah, she's justifying. Yeah, she's like, "It was a different time." He's like, "You killed your father. I loved him, but he never gave his love back," which I guess is marginally a reason to kill him. But then he's like. But you killed his girlfriend. And the baby. And the and baby. The baby. <laughs> and a bunch of new people since you've been back. <laughs> so, um, you just like killing people. And do you think Tom Cruise took this on? Because he's like, I'm getting too old for this Mission Impossible shit. Well, even so I need a new one. franchise. Well, you know, I was going to bring up is, how old is too old to be an action star? Because I feel like when we were younger, 
the action stars were like I mean like in like the nineties, like eighties, it's like you have Arnold Schwarzenegger, you have but back then he was not old. No, he was like thirty or whatever. Right. Yeah, that's true. But I think I don't feel I don't remember being a kid and seeing a lot of fifty something, almost sixty year old action stars. Uh I'm trying to remember like were were the were the Charles Bronson movies uh was that like Death Wish mm-hmm. or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, were the was he older? Yeah. Yeah. So in, in but some, we have we have so many now. Liam Neeson, yeah, Tom Cruise, Will Smith. Tom Cruise doesn't age. How old does he look in this movie? Forty? Sixty-two. Forty? Sixty-two. He looks sixty-two in this movie. Yes. <laughs> Shut your well, else Wait, is he actually sixty-two? I don't Probably. Know. I thought he was in his fifties. Okay. I'm pretty sure he's in his fifties. I don't know. But regardless. He's fifty-five. Okay. Regardless, I mean, you have him, you have Lee. I was just thinking about when I was watching, it's like I feel like you have a lot of action stars who still make big action movies who are old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like The Expendables. The whole, everyone in the Expendables. Yeah. yeah. Except but for like was, baby that, uh except for baby uh, Hemsworth. But that was the joke of the Expendables, is like it's supposed to be the older action right. stars. Right. So Jason Statham, who's probably in his forties. Yeah, but Jason Statham, yeah. But isn't The Rock right now basically like our number one action star? How old is he? I'm, he's The Rock right now is your number one movie star. Movie star, action, comedy, running uh, around with a crippled leg, jumping off a building. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Jumanji comedies, um, voice Ke- animated movies, Kevin Hart comedies. Yeah. He's pretty much just has just doesn't do super serious roles yet. Yeah, yeah, yet. He's probably waiting until he's just too old to be. I can see him raising his eyebrows. A serious guy. <laughs> Whatever. All I know is, yeah, I just think it's crazy, and especially when you think back on how small The Rock was back when he was The Rock. Yeah. He was tiny. Yeah. Now his arm is as big as he used to be. <laughs> so all done naturally. That. Yep. That really is the end of my, like, questions, observations for the first part of the movie. Well, I will say, okay. <clears throat> my question is, what, okay, so I, I did watch the movie, but maybe I just missed it because it happened so damn fast. Why did it go from, we found this amazing cave full of all sorts of things, which would take, which would take decades in real time to explore, and all of a sudden they're like, those are coming on a plane, dragging through the place! Like, what happened to make them go from, we should set up a permanent camp here and break this thing down for about a decade, to throw the sarcophagus on a plane? Okay, so here's what happened. They found the, they found all those dead bodies in, like, London or something. Yes. Tom Cruise is over in Iraq. Yes. And he comes upon... The tomb. Uh, the tomb. Yes, and they're in there, and they're exploring it, and then he takes some gold. I, I remember yeah. the scene. I just don't understand what the trend, what the decision point was where it went to throw this sarcophagus on they, the they, That Spiders. sarcophagus was what they were looking for. I know. Yes. Spiders. No. Yes. No. Sarco- Tom Cruise is looking for anything no. he can sell. The sarcophagus is what Ruth Russell Crowe was looking of for. Of course. And the girl was with Russell Crowe. That is true. And the girl was there looking for that sarcophagus. That's absolutely And Tom true. Cruise stole the plans from her, or the map from her. I do know that. So right. she was there trying to find that sarcophagus. The, but she doesn't run the military. But the no, military, but she talks to Russell Crowe, and Russell Crowe says, get that sarcophagus. 
The military got involved because Tom Cruise was like, oh yeah, we just happened to be there. Right, the military wasn't trying to do anything with it. They got, they were, Tom Cruise made the military be yeah. involved. Right, so how, okay, so that, I it missed, was actually that, 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 that phone conversation yeah. must have been what I missed where yeah. he says, get that sort of stuff. So how does she, cause she's not part of the military, she's kind of she's like, there, yeah, she's there, Tom Cruise has sex with her and steals her plans. And then she comes and is like, you stole my plans. He's like, I don't know who you are. I she's like, you lasted 15 I'm seconds. I'm literally just looking for the, yeah. the time between the, the camel spider biting him, I'm getting sick, and then basically they're dragging the sarcophagus onto the plane. And what made them decide to move so quickly? Because the Iraqi insurgents or whoever they were were coming after them. Oh, that's right. right. They're still the insurgents are coming back. So I they had to that. get that. They had to get the sarcophagus on the plane. Money. You have to remember they were still at war. Yes, there was a little throwaway line. They said, oh, the insurgents are coming back. Let's get this out of here. Okay. Now, I will say, okay, we, you talked about how she um, works with Russell Crowe, yet I feel like she knows nothing. Like, she works with him, but yet was, spoiler alert, Near the end of the movie, when, or not the, sorry, it's the middle, when the mummy yeah. and Tom is mounting Tom Cruise or whatever, they're about yes. to have mummy sex or whatever is about mm-hmm. to happen, she seems so shocked that any of this is happening. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, are you are talking I- about when she walks in that, in that sanctuary or whatever? Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, hang on, aren't you part of like the man, like behind the scene? Like, don't you know what's happening? Yeah. Like, I was just a little confused. I was like, you know stuff, yet you don't know anything? Yeah. Like, I don't understand your characters. Yeah. Like, is your character just barely in the know? Like, this is important. It's really cool. You gotta bring it back. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, here was, here was another thing that was kind of confusing. Was the way that she got set up, it seemed like it was kind of a one-night stand that she had with Tom Cruise. That maybe they met, He and he she was asking questions about this place, and then he wanted to get... The, the map because he thought that the word meant treasure and then they had sex the one time and then he stole the map. But then later, it, late in the movie, the way they're talking, it's as if they've had this like long-term relationship. Well, that's, well they have now. It's been a couple hours. <laughs> that's true. You never know. You know uh, nothing about relationships. That's true. Speaking of what, okay. When the, so the plane None. crashes. That's true. Tom Cruise dies but then comes back to life. Uh-huh. Right. Dave is extremely disappointed because he doesn't seem see Tom Cruise's penis when Tom Cruise is naked in the... Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm not trying to Google it and find it, though, if I wanted to. I That's be- okay. I, I bet you Googled it yeah. and did find what do you mean? it. Because you wanted I to. I need to save pictures right here. Tom Cruise <laughs> penis folder. Hey, okay. well, I, you know, the baby was up last night, and I happened to turn on Watchmen. I had to see plenty of glowing blue dung, so I was very happy. <laughs> happy. Yeah. It's weird, and he, and it's weird and that he, uh, he actually has a version that's only <laughs> What's blue more dung. weird is how quickly he came to that reference. <laughs> What's even more weird is that no. every meme that Dave puts out is Man- Dr. Manhattan dong. <laughs> I literally did watch Dr. Manhattan's Blue Penis last night, and I can tell you... Wait, was that a porn party? I'm really confused. <laughs> we were joking, saying that that's all you watched, and then you just say, no, like, really, just, just watch his penis. It was last night, yeah. Right, right the, but the you, you didn't call it Watchmen, you called it Dr. Manhattan's Blue Penis, <laughs> So, which leads me to believe it was a porn parody. <laughs> Tomato, potato. Was it a still? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't still. <laughs> oh, anyways... I mean, great, cool, yeah, wonderful. So, um, <clears throat> but I actually did enjoy the first part of this movie. I would say I thought it was interesting. They get the mummy. The Nick Miller thing's annoying, but still, like he comes back and tries to help him. Tom Cruise comes back to life. The mummy is, you know, 
pretty much sucking the soul out of people so she could stop looking like a gross zombie. And but she looks like a black and white thing in the middle of a color film the whole the whole time. Yeah. Also, right. how long were they mummifying her for? I'm, I'm jumping ahead a little bit. Remember when they caught her though, and she was in the room, and they were pumping oh, all the mercury in her. Yeah. Like, well, you know, mercury filling a human body with mercury would take a days. They were pumping her full of that for a long time. How is she still so coherent? Yeah, because she's Aminet. Yeah, not only that, but yes, you're right. No, are you questioning the power you're, of Aminet? The problem is you're jumping to the part where the movie lost me because at first I would say up until. I thought the the stuff at the church was in like this where where she's trying like where where she shows where her her goal is is to use Tom Cruise for set you know to yeah put set spirit into him or whatever like I thought it was all interesting and then it just went ballistic at like minute forty or you're something. talking about when uh, when Russell Crowe turns into when Doctor Jekyll turns into Mister Hyde yeah around there I was like I quit but that's at the same time when they're injecting her with mercury well how I, often I was just like how often did he need to inject himself with that serum because he injects himself with the serum and then it seems like twenty minutes later he loses yeah it was it was uh, every couple hours but my question is he took it so casually like, yes, I'm about to turn into a raving madman who can't, who's going to be a completely different person. He waits till the last second. Yes, every time. So, uh, well, he, I mean, and honestly, in this day and age, given that we have <clears throat> diabetics who could actually just have automatic stuff pumped into them. Yes. They could be you know, they just could have the insulin automatically pumped into them. Why couldn't he just have it automatically pumped into Because him? it's better to put four syringes into a gun and then, like, inject it in yourself. Yeah. I have a question about, well, not a question, a comment about the underwater scene. Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> so I was very frustrated with how fake I thought it was that Tom Cruise was just swimming around underwater for minutes. Yes. Like, he's down there, time to seem like a spider. But five he off. really did that. How long can you hold your breath? I thought it was probably, no. Wait, you can't hold your breath <clears throat> for five minutes? Okay, that's what I thought. I called BS. So I Googled it. Tom Cruise can hold his breath underwater for six minutes. Um, he trained for movies. He does those stunts himself. He can hold his breath for six minutes. He did that in Mission Impossible. It doesn't take that much practice. Six minutes? It, it does doesn't not take, take that much practice. practice. I mean, if it's your career, I think you, I can, guess. I think you can learn to hold your breath for Let's six put minutes this way. in less than one the, year. Well, the one thing yeah. I will say is... A minute push back, back, back to see... Of course, that's untrained. You'd be at three minutes within three months. Right, if you're thinking about it, all you're doing is practicing it. You just see him swimming there for what seemed like such a long time. You're like, oh, okay. He really? did that in Mission Impossible 4 or 5. He did yes. that stunt there. Yeah. yeah, that whole scene where he was like swimming around that chamber. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they're referencing for the six minutes. But yeah. I'm, he's doing all that swimming. These people are chasing me. So I'm like, okay, yeah, well, right. But, which, by the way, <clears throat> who knew that the dead could swim? <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, Johnny Depp knows that. Um, Actually, they walk. Mm-hmm. The okay. Another question I had is okay. So the mummy, or whatever her name is, Aminette. Aminette is wants to use Tom Cruise to bring set into set the world. Into the world. Can we before we get to your question, can we back up a second? What is the basis of her wanting to bring set into the world? That was the deal that they made. Right. Okay. So that's what I'm going to get at. What deal? She needs a baby dead so she gets the throne. That's what she wants. Baby dead so she gets the throne. Why do I have to invoke the god of death? No, the that's dad? not what she wants. She want, as I asked, as I said before, she wants to take her revenge against humanity. 
They say that. So she needs Set there to help. Yeah, she, so she wants to unleash the god of death to destroy mm-hmm. the earth because, yes. because a baby was born. Yes, yes. because a boy was going to take her position, which she had been training for. Right. You saw her skills with the bow stick. <laughs> this plot is really watery. No, the mic then brings up the next point, which is if she's going to use Tom Cruise... The, her the, chosen. The chosen one... Why is she so hell-bent on attacking him and trying to hurt him and kill him all the time? Oh, he's invincible. I believe he's invincible. As as her chosen, I believe that he is indestructible. Okay. Because, really? yeah. Oh, yeah. And in many of those hits mm-hmm. would have killed a normal man. She strikes him, lifts him up 20, 30 feet in the air, out of view. He flies <laughs> 40, 50 feet, and then lands. Gets up unscathed. I think he's actually indestructible. So wait, are you telling me that Bruce Willis in the latter Die Hard movies oh. also is indestructible and uh, Set is trying to get him? I'm not talking about another person who's way too old to be yeah. a freaking action I mean, character. I, I would just say, I mean, maybe he's indestructible, but I would just say, and he certainly died and was brought back to life, but I would also... Who's this? Who says that he died and was brought back I'm to pretty life? sure that Russell Crowe says that you died. I'm pretty sure everyone yeah, says, says that he died. The plane crash, he very clearly died. No, I'm I'm fine with people thinking that he died. That oh, we, he he's dead. He he was in a plane crash. He must have died. It they said you died. They never once said he's indestructible. You believe he's indestructible. They said he. A bunch of people said he died, and you're like, I'm not sure that he died. I'm not sure that he died. But nobody has ever said he's indestructible, and you believe he's indestructible. That's right, because I saw him survive a plane crash. No, we think he died in the plane then crash. Then who brought him back? Aminette, She because he was the chosen one. Wait, she came over there and woke him back up? I don't think she needs to go over there to do it. Wait, you're just assuming that she did that, though. Yes. They never showed that scene. It's just as unlikely for me to say that he's invincible. But he's her chosen one. She constantly talks about he's her chosen no. one. So her chosen one allows him to be brought oh back. Oh my god. No, it's so more, dead, it is not, does not allow why, him to be Why do we let Dave talk? <laughs> it's more likely to say that Aminat brought him back because there's no proof that she didn't. There is proof because people said you died. So we know he I mean, died. He not only was so we he, know he's not, not invincible. But he, it's very common in movies for us to think a character's died, but it's in reality they're actually indestructible. But, well, they should have said but that when they say you died, they didn't, they didn't say that. You kind of you kind of have to go with what the movie establishes and what the movie sets up. Yeah. If the characters are telling one character that you died. Then that, then it's in all likelihood, unless you get some evidence to the contrary, the character died. But and the evidence life. can't just be he survived stuff because it's an action movie. In action, I, 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 I believe he's indestructible because he was brought back to life. But what I was willing to do was suspend disbelief because in these action movies, a lot of times you see people get flung across rooms and they survive. But the thing that I like about Die Hard is that he tends to get no. more and more injured as the movie goes on. In right. Die Hard one and two and three, right? Not, not Die Hard four, four or five. Or five. <laughs> but, but I mean, just in general, PG thirteen, just PG thirteen injuries, and especially in these sci-fi or fantasy esque or even like hardcore action films, right? Um, the character there is a level of indestructibility to characters. They get thrown. I could get behind what Dave's saying if you were to say post being brought back to life, he became indestructible. Yeah. She made him indestructible because there's no proof that he's not at that. Or point. she could have even yeah. chosen him before he died, and because he died, it is what she wanted because it's easier now. For but they set up a massive fiery plane crash, and they set up the fact that he's they, already in a bag with a. Tag on his toe. And he'd been in that bag for some time. Which regularly happens in movies where the person is actually not able to be killed. Right. Regularly? 
in movies where the person's not able to be killed. I want to hear. I want to hear these movies where this happens at a regular. I'm ready for some examples. I'm gonna have. Oh, happens regularly. You you may be right. But in this movie, they literally many characters said he was dead. And, and you no gotta have characters to, said he's indestructible. Right. No character. And you you just and, gotta have to go with the. This is what the film is telling you. No, yeah. not nothing said that he was indestructible. Even to the point of the climax of the, or like the climax of the movie where he chooses to stab himself, not knowing what's going to happen. Men in Black. Men in Black. They go into the morgue. They pull the dead guy out. They push a couple buttons on his neck. All of a sudden, the face opens up. There's a living alien inside. Okay, so it's a robot. <laughs> it's a robot. It's not, not a human. Good. No, I'm just saying, they've established, oh, he's dead. Right, but then they quickly establish that it's, it's not a human. robot. We can restart it. <laughs> no, no, so that's all I'm saying. People would have said in the movie, he's in the morgue, he is dead. Right. They would have established and said the fact that he's arguing. dead. But then they say they never say that he's indestructible. Oh no, I agree. They never say that. But they do say he's dead, and she's there to identify the dead bodies, right? Of which he is one. We're just saying that, and I'm arguing that just characters in the film saying, "Oh, he's dead," does not, in fact, make him. Yeah, but it it would would have been black if the characters then did open up the face to show that there's a little dying alien inside. They showed why they were wrong. Yeah, if there was one character in this movie who said, "No, he didn't die. He was just indestructible," or not even he's indestructible. We or even, or even if Russell Crowe just said, you are now indestructible. Yeah. Or we were wrong. You didn't actually die, but you have been chosen. Or whatever it might be. Then you could or say... Or you didn't really die because you're the chosen one. Then you could go for your thing. But they never say that. And the climax is him choosing to sacrifice himself rather than her do it for... I don't understand. And... Um, so that he could get bring her back to life. Yeah, right. I only remember but him I'm getting saying, injured like, one time in the rest of the film. It's just when she stabs him in the leg. Right, but I'm saying that, like, he... He doesn't show an injury, though. He just screams. That's right. But, but I'm saying that, but like... it appears to go into him. Right, well, I'm saying that he appears right, to be... He doesn't appear to be indestructible, because otherwise the climax wouldn't fully work. I'm okay with the I'm okay with the special death dagger going into him, even if he is indestructible. I just felt that it seemed like he... And maybe he was indestructible post being brought back to life. Right. I just think, that's what Matt said. Yeah. Right. And just, the problem line is, is they never mentioned. I I right. am that. But at I the same that. time, do you know why? Because that's when the movie was. Because that's still in the beginning when the movie's somewhat interesting. You're like, oh wow, wow, he's back to life. I wonder what this all means. And then Russell Crowe turns into Hyde, and that was cool. I thought that was cool. I guarantee you did. <laughs> and then. And then uh, and then the movie. Wait, you knew my, Russell Crowe was going to turn into Hyde in this movie? Yes. You watched it? Yes. What? How would you know that? Okay, so I'm going to say two things. I actually knew that because, not that I was well, looking no, for spoiler, but I, I found I didn't that. know he was going to turn into it, but I knew going into that Russell Crowe was in it, was in it, and his name is Dr. Jekyll. Oh, you did? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, but even if you didn't know that, he introduced himself as Dr. Jekyll, Henry Jekyll. Yes, the moment that he introduces himself, I know who he is. Oh, okay. I thought you still didn't know who he was until he turned into Hyde. And then you no, were like, oh, okay. I, I said, that was okay. pretty cool. And he's like, well, I knew it was going to happen. Yeah. No, well, I mean, but I already knew that was part of this whole Dark Universe. Because when, yeah, when they were talking about the Dark Universe, they talked about, like, Russell Crowe was playing Dr. Jekyll, and he was going to be kind of the Nick Fury of the Dark Universe. Oh, so you guys have done a lot of research... No, that was like in that was just an article. I mean, right. I, I wasn't like, like, actively like seeking research. That. Yeah. That's just what happened when this movie came out and it was a huge flop. That's the stuff that also started surfacing. Like, oh, they well, they had this whole universe planned. Right? Did I, you have an idea that I only guessed because I was, when I was looking for the movie, I read the cast. I said 
Dr. Jekyll. Oh, okay. That's good. I, but, I mean, I didn't, like, read more into what they were their plans were. It just... Not a lot of Dr. Jekylls. No, I, I, as soon as he said Jekyll, I knew who he was. But it was... See, for me, from that point on, I was like... I, by the way, his and his makeup, I was like, oh, cool, you're a little hairy. Well, I was very disappointed in the hide. I was like... I mean, not that I want him to turn into the Hulk, but I was like, okay, oh, you just look sweatier and, like, <laughs> and the eyes are red? Yeah, yeah, I was like, okay. So I will say that's a little bit more realistic than, let's say, Van Helsing's version of Hyde, where he's like, I'm a giant! Right, but I wish they would have made it a little more extreme because it, for a while, for a while, I couldn't tell if he was still turning into Hyde or if he was actually full blown Hyde. That's true. Yes, because it wasn't a, it wasn't a drastic enough change. I was like, "Are you still trying?" Oh no, you're Hyde now. But I guess, I guess that's the thing about Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde is it's not like he, be- he's just a different person. He doesn't like sprout fangs, grow hair, any of that kind of stuff. Right. Um, here, here was a question I had: If the Mummy could control the Dead Crusaders. Of whom she seemed to have no contact with. Like other people, makes, no sense. Other, other people, she had infected and turned in dead. But now she get. Why didn't she just control all of the dead? Yes, uh, yeah. That of all the things to take me out of the movie, that annoyed me the most. When they're like, you would think the Crusaders would be actively against uh, evil, and then she's like, "Rise, my children, or my minions, or whatever she says," as if she they're part of her crew, and I'm like. The Crus- really? The, no. the Crusaders? Well, when I think of the mum, when I think of ancient Egypt, I think of Crusaders. So, <laughs> um, no, I also was confused about, I mean, they sort of explain it, but she was really obsessed with killing that blonde chick. Yeah. Like, yeah, like obsessed really, with really it. Dude, because that was his only tie to <clears throat> keeping her from his. A, a girl that he banged like two days ago? Which, Absolutely. Which, by the way, like, like, I why did like, she? She honestly, it's her downfall. Is the fact that she's she's so obsessed with killing her. Why did she yeah. need him to not? Like, why did she need him to love her or to not fight back or whatever? Like, why couldn't she just? Put that into his body. Stab him. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Like, I didn't get why she also needed the I mean, emotional that, connection. Yeah. Also, where did she take the blonde chick underwater? She took her. She took her under there and then just like left her floating. Yeah, just at her like he. She like held her there until she stopped breathing and then she just let her go and just let her go. It's fine. Yeah, well, and then and then disappeared. Like he swam down there. She easily could have taken him or killed him. I mean, he was kind of at her mercy at that point because obviously she can breathe indefinitely underwater. Yeah, and yeah, it seemed like a grab too. But she just disappeared. The mummy disappeared at that point. And left the blonde chick floating there. I, yeah. I did make the note. Mummy seems upset that TC cares about the girl. <laughs> um, right. Yeah. But I mean, like... I yeah. also made the note, why did must TC give in? Stab him already. Just stab him. Well, and my thought is... Mummy? Like, well, realistically... I, I, why don't you ask your wife how she'd feel if you uh, thought about your past uh, sexual conquests on the regular? <laughs> okay. Sure, I have none, but okay. <laughs> no, but I mean, that, that. But, but he's not marrying the mummy. <laughs> no, no, he's actually not. He will be his consciousness will be pushed back as this other demon, in a sense, comes out. Right. So it's really just like unless 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 killing him while he still had some fight in him 
would allow him to do what happened. Like if maybe it, which is fight back against her after he's taken and set, maybe right. he had to fully give in and then set could have just fully taken over his body. Maybe. I feel like, you know, what you just said feels like the plot of other films. Like we've had that where, yeah, uh, I guess, uh, poor examples like Star Wars give in to the dark side. Once we've got you, once we've got your spirit, once you've given over to us, then we've got your body too. Versus if it's like, I'm not giving in, I'm going to kill myself so I can defeat you, then you go into it with an attitude of, yeah, Set's going to take over, but I'm not totally in that mentality. Yeah, it would have actually been a more thoughtful film if it was like, she's vying for your heart. You can't give in to her. You can't, you can't, you know, because she did say they had that moment where she's like, you're a better person trying to get out. And it would have been interesting uh, for them to explore that a little bit more. That was that was another funny thing where he's she's like, you gave me the last parachute. And he's like, I thought there was another one. <laughs> but, but the thing about that is, is, okay, even if you did think there was another one, you, you still, still put her, her first, first one. You still put her first, not knowing if you would be able to make it to the other... Which gives him a little more ambiguity. I mean, that's what they're going for. Which also, that bugged me. Why did they not... She didn't know how to parachute. He did. They had one. Well, my... You just yeah, I know. That clip each other together. Bug me because then you die. Because that's why you pulled the ripcord. In my head... No, but... In my head... He get a clip to her yes, or her yes, to him. Yes. Jump out. No, pull no, the shoot. No, no, in my head, that's why I was like, he should put it on. And then if there was an extra one, help her put it on. But then or if there wasn't... He could just grab her and jumped out because no matter what, even if it's not a two-man parachute, it's a lot better than being in that plane crash. You <laughs> <laughs> might break a leg. Like, yes. Not going to die. Yeah. Probably not die. Right. Well, you have a much better chance of being in a Much better a, chance like, of being in a fire well, plane And plus, you know, military parachutes, probably guy plus gear mm-hmm. is probably equal to little right, five, yeah. six-town crews with that little chick. And who cares if you hit the ground people. a little bit hard? Okay, you hit the ground a little hard. Yeah, break an ankle, break a knee. The, see, that's yeah. me. I was really intrigued with this movie before they gave too much plot away. Mm. It was really interesting before I knew answers to things, because then the answers just made me question everything about this right movie. Right about when she broke out of her, whatever, multi-day embalming process. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean... That had clearly been set up forever, because they had, like, handprint recognition and a whole apparatus. No, their, their, whole, <clears throat> their whole facility had been there a long time. Yeah. To calm people? No, no. They said specifically, sorry about this part of it, because we threw this together. We weren't expecting her to show up like this. So that part... But they had been embalming her for, I think it was days. Well, no, hours, because... because Or a day. Or a day, because I'm pretty sure everything that happens with Russell Crowe's a day... Which is right. still still, still. boggles my mind how she is, wasn't even affected after is, a day. Is, right. Well, I mean, it was still a long enough time where we see Russell Crowe eject himself once, and then again, 30, not quite through the height. But I felt like he injected every four hours. It still means me that that, that yeah. embalming thing was. As soon as she broke out, though, that to me is when everything kind of went to. We don't know CGI hell. We don't know the event. The bottom line is that. <clears throat> that whole thing, the whole Russell Crowe headquarters thing, is where the movie just went to hell for me. Up until then, I was like, okay, why is this movie getting such a horrible rap? I'm not saying it's a great movie, but really, and then every, not everything, but pretty much once they leave that place, I was like, I don't know. What I'm was that facility even for? And she was. Monsters. 
Yeah, fighting monsters. She was chained there for a long time. Yeah, they had the Dracula skull, oh. and they had the they had the creature from the Black Lagoon. That's right. Yeah. And what was the long thing in the jar? The slug? Yes. I have no idea. Okay, because I paused it twice and rewound, and I was like, I, I still don't know what that they, is. Because they showed, I paused it with the full screen of it. And it looks like, like it looks like a big white slug thing. Maybe right? it was the blob. To me, it looked. Oh, could have been. No, but the blob it had was, segments. It looked like maybe it was human a human squid. It looked like a squid because it seemed like it had like kind of a. Oh, it was the squid from the red lake. It had a portion, and then it kind of had a separate portion. But it's still just weird because everything else was very iconic. I mean, you had you could tell there's the creature of the black lagoon's arm. Yeah, it was the Phantom of the Opera. You could tell Dracula's skull with the fangs. Yes. What else did they show? Was the, that the book? From the first mummy, although that's not a different monster, but it's an homage to the first mummy. Not the first mummy. But I mean, the 99 they, they showed those, and then it's one of those things where it's like, I don't know what that is. And yet, that was like the first one they showed. And he, and he pauses, and they pan across it to like really give you a sense of, oh. It reminds me of like in Predator 2, where you see all the, I think it's Predator 2, yeah, where all the skulls are, all, all their victim skulls are in the ship. And it kind of pans past, and you're like, "That's a xenomorph skull!" Like, but I was like, "What's in that case?" Yeah, yeah. Why? Um, when Amanet is when the mummy is going to kill the girl, uh-huh. she says to her, "There are uh, things that are wor- there are far worse fates than death." Yeah. Why is it the people who are always seeking immortality are the ones who tell you that <laughs> there's things that are far worse than death? You don't want to die. You're seeking immortality. Don't tell me that there are fates worse than death. If you think that's the case, then die. Yeah. Um, why does she summon the sands of Egypt, which then breaks all the glass because glass? Well, is she get the scarabs of Egypt? But no. But why? Why is she summoning the sand of Egypt? What did it do? What was? What did it, it accomplish? It uh, it caused the cars to flip or something, and it but, broke windows. But why did? What did she call? What did she summon the sand for? What did it do maybe, for her? Maybe she. May I, I don't know. If was she just term. causing chaos? No, no. Maybe what it was was she was forcing Tom Cruise on a certain like course. Like if she wanted Tom Cruise to be at the tomb where the ruby was found, for instance, uh-huh. maybe she used the sand to force him over there. It, did, like it didn't seem readily obvious. Right? I don't know. It, it seems like if you're going to cast a powerful spell like turn all glass into sand that obeys your commands. Then that sand should be doing something, wiping out your enemies, creating a path, lift. Well, we saw them using the sand in like the Mummy and Mummy Returns, just because they could. But it didn't seem like she was using it for anything. It was like turn all glass into sand and blow around. Why? Because it's cool. (laughs) Yeah, answer your question. (laughs) Because we have more CGI budget. Well, our C- my CGI nightmare began in the sanctuary, and then was like when those the dead were trying to climb into the truck. As they were <laughs> that was when my CGI nightmare began. Yeah. What uh, what genre of movie is this? Horror action or okay, action so horror action. comedy fantasy? <laughs> yeah, sci-fi my or, fan- is, or fantasy action. It, if it was horror. trying to be horror, I don't know if it's really trying to be horror. It's okay, okay, horror. okay, because I was like. I'm not scared for any of these people. I don't care if Tom Cruise dies. I don't care if his love interest dies. And they really haven't made much of a, a thing of saving the Earth either from the horrors of... Well, that's because it wasn't about that. It's about assembling the Avengers or the Dark Avengers or whatever the hell oh, they're going to be. I mean, 
I just... I or we're like, going to be. Is this a horror movie? Because it's not scary because I don't care if anyone so, dies. I don't know. I just, at the end, when Tom Cruise, good guyness, beats out the inner Seth set in him. Yes. And then he, pay, he resurrects Nick Miller and they go and steal things again. Yes. And then Russell Crowe's like, hopefully he chooses to use his power for good. He well, will never he, rest until he finds the cure. Yeah, he's trying to curse. he's trying to break the curse. And but here, but, but is he really there. cursed if he's got a god inside of him? Well, if it's like, like it's a god. Oh, this curse, I yeah. hate it. I'm so terrible. Well, but it's a god. god it's not like, it's like a god kill everyone. Everyone. Yeah, it is a god who wants to kill all of humanity. Yeah. So <laughs> here was my question. Ultimately, Tom Cruise kills himself to save the girl. Yes. Why? He's going to be possessed by a god. Why would he think that God would let him save the girl? He doesn't make deal to save her. He thinks he, he, he thinks he's so badass that he could I'm overpower sure. the demon. I'm not sure. Did he kill? Did he summon the demon to save the girl, or was it actually to kill? Because if you look at what he's saying, because I just finished watching this movie before you guys got here. He says. He says. Um, he reminds himself of the quote where you could you could be the sacrifice to save uh-huh. humanity, and that's when he stabs himself and sucks the life out of Amonet. Before no, before that happens, she says to him. Amonet says to him, "You will have the power over life and death." Yes, and, and then he, he looks at the girl. Okay, yes, he's dead. I acknowledge that. Yeah. So, and then he remembers that the girl told him. Um, that, that there's good in, no actually I think that comes after he's dagger stabbed himself is where he remembers that because I think that's how he gets his humanity back is he starts to turn into set and then he remembers that the girl said there's goodness in you yeah one pointless throwaway line that and uh, also out. that might have been it might have been after he stabbed himself but you thought more recently I, well, I fin- no I finished watching it today it might have been after he stabbed himself and got set in him that um, he remembered what Russell Crowe said about Who saving. Gives? No, right, okay. as, right as he said, right as he thinks you could be the sacrifice, he sacrifices himself. Okay. But he does do that because she says why? you can say you can have life over death, and he looks at the dead now. Girl. Why Who does he, he want to kill himself as Emily and her kill him? Does that change anything? Maybe because because I mean she was already. There's no indication that it should. Because she was already planning on killing him, yet he sneakily steals the dagger from her so he could kill himself. Ah. Well, but no, I'm just like, I don't I well, can't, know. You can't he kill me I'll kill me. He didn't steal it to kill himself. He stole it to destroy it. Because he, bro- he like smashes down the ruby once, and she's like, you'll have the power of life and death. And then he looks at the girl, and then he's like, all right, I'm going to And so I think myself. he didn't give it back because then she might not have killed him and he wouldn't have had that power. He decided, I want that power, so... Yeah. Well, it, it would have been nice to have a couple throwaway, extra throwaway lines where she's like, you must, like, give in to the dark side. So when he kills himself, it's not him giving in to the dark side, it's him choosing to have power that he can have control over yeah. versus I'll have the power that you will wield through me. Why right. does he kill Aminet by kissing her? Because that's how that's how mummies do. Dave likes that. That's actually a kink for him. Yeah, he loves mummy sex. You have to use long, pointy tongues, though. Absolutely, but the more pointy the better. I was just honestly the whole time I was like, can you just make her look human again? Do I even have to ask if zombie porn is a genre of porn? So no, because you already know the answer. Yeah, Dave watches. You it. already know the answer to that question, Dave. <laughs> unless, unless you're asking us rhetorically. <laughs> 
Then now you don't need to. I just don't want to sound so creepy by it, so I'll ask. Instead of just saying, guys, I totally saw this ad for zombie porn. He was watching it after he watched Blue Penis. Blue Penis. You saw an ad for zombie porn? <laughs> well, because when you're on the site... Don't ask questions in a little When you're on the websites that he's on, there's ads for that. Do you mean, you saw Pop-Up? Uh, yeah, it was... Uh, on the uh, on the on his, on his Pornhub, it, it had an ad. No, on the it, website where I may or may not have obtained this movie uh, less than legitimately because I wasn't paying fourteen ninety nine or waiting until four pm. Um, <laughs> they had ads for things. <laughs> yes. Hmm. Okay, so apparently, if you like this movie, they also <laughs> think you're into that stuff. <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah. Um, is there anything else about the... Because all I really want to talk about now is the Dark Universe and what it was going to be. I'm trying to find the white slug. Okay. Um, oh, are you? Yeah. Yeah, he's just researching over there. That's why Slaz has been quiet for the last, like, hour. Okay, Reddit has a thing called Movie Details. It's a it's a whole subreddit called I'm, Movie I'm not Details. going on Reddit. I'm just watching the movie. Shut <laughs> up! <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, so, in the Dark Universe... Who was going to be the big bad? I don't know if they established that. They like, kind of I mean, only talked about what movies were going to be in it. Well, no, Tom Cruise is going to be Thor because he's now a god. Well, no, hey, before we get to before we get to that, I do want to talk about which which Universal monster matches up with each, with each Avenger character or superhero. Ah. But I do. I was my I had a serious question when because at the end, Russell Crowe makes a scene. I mean, it's very Avengers esque. He's Nick Fury. He's trying yeah. to assemble a group to you know. Fight the worst evil that's out there, or whatever. Right. Who was gonna? What was gonna be that worst evil? Uh, Dracula, or is Dracula gonna be one of the good guys? No. So the Dark Universe, I would think. I would think the good guys are Van Helsing, and I would think maybe the werewolf in his human form is good because kind of like. How Wait, are we gonna start talking about the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, good point. Uh, Tom Sawyer. Um. <laughs> um, yeah, well, because, I don't know, yeah, are, are, aren't they, well, aren't I mean, the monsters the, bad? Well, that's the question. I mean, Tom Cruise obviously now has the, these Egyptian god powers, but he's a good guy. And yes, you're right, the werewolf would be sort of like a Hulk, I mean, so is, Doc, so is Dr. Jekyll. But I mean, the werewolf would sort of be like a Hulk-like type character who's... Good, could be a good character, then have to learn how to control his yeah. side. So, but like Frankenstein's monster. So, um, like, I'm just curious, like, or would Dr. Frankenstein be the big bad? Is the vampire like Professor X? Is he like Magneto? Unless he's not an Avenger. Oh, yeah. I'm just thinking comic book characters. Yeah, I know. Uh, well, I would say that obviously, yes. Tom Cruise is Thor because he, except, for, except he's a mummy god or Egyptian god yeah. instead of a Norris god. Yeah. Um. So Doctor Jekyll is just like a Nick Fury who also has weird powers. So well, I want to say Frankenstein is Colossus, but that's not a freaking adventure. No, Frankenstein. Oh, he's the thing. <laughs> no, Frankenstein to me would be like a dumb. Well, it depends on what they would make him in this. They, let's say he's strong and he's kind of indestructible. That makes him thing. Right. Well, I was going to say that he might be more like, um, 
to make it more Marvel based, more Marvel's Avengers based. Yeah, what is that? That's great. You found it. Now play it for one more second, and you'll see that it's kind of segmented. The top part is kind of a solid mass, and the end part is okay. kind of. It, it reminds Looks me like of a squid. Squid. Yes. Exactly. So squid from the Black Lagoon. Frankenstein would be Drax. Okay, I like that. Frankenstein is Drax. Or Frankenstein's monster. Yes. Um, who else do we have? Creature from the Black Lagoon. He's... <laughs> Careful now. Uh, wait, no. Uh, what's uh, in, in Justice League? Who's that character? Aquaman. Oh, is it Aquaman? What's he... It can be Namor. Name? Namor. That's that, right. that would not be Justice League. That would be D, uh, Marvel. Oh, okay. Namor is the Marvel's version. It's Marvel's version of... Damn it, um, you're right, Dave. I'm going to Reddit. Uh, okay, anyways. Um, no, I... Uh, I was just trying to think of who, like, what would the superhero squad look like? Because, I mean, to me, Dr. Jekyll and the Wolfman would sense to be similar, like, powers. Yeah. Um, if Dracula was a good guy, he would just be the smart one who also has, like, agility powers, in a sense. And flight. And flight, right. That makes him Iron Man. He would be more of the Iron Man because he would have... He would be the brain. He would obviously be brain just because of the way they've established Dracula before. Yeah. He would be a smart one. Or Is the Invisible Man one of the... Yeah. Uh, okay, so that's... Um, that's uh, What's the professor's name from uh, from in the Fantastic Four? The guy... Dr. Reed Richards? Oh, wait, no, he doesn't stretch. No, he stretches. He doesn't yeah, his wife? Oh, yeah. Invisible woman. Uh, right. Cover name. <laughs> or he could be like, or the visual man could be like Nightcrawler, <laughs> and just turn as when he wants to. His vision, because <laughs> he also turns intangible. Um, but like, I was just trying to think, like, really. Also, I know I've already talked. I think to Donnie about this before. But if they were to make this whole dark universe, I think it would have been cooler to focus on a make a cool young action Van Helsing star, who in a sense goes through all the movies. All the movie monsters, and each movie is him conquering the mummy, or him conquering the wolf man, or him con- like, and just have one hero who deals with all the monsters. Yeah, Castlevania the movie, right? Ra- something more like that, rather than making all these monsters into good guys who are going to fight on a team. I wouldn't be no. surprised if they take on the devil. If that was what they were going to go for, was taking on Satan or the devil or. Something or something like new, in a sense, because yeah. I would feel like, to me, Dracula would be one of them, just because he would end up probably being the pseudo-leader. They could take on the old gods from uh, from Cabin in the Woods. Oh, I thought you were making a reference to American gods. Have you the seen old God versus Cabin in the Woods? Yes. They'll take on that. Okay. <laughs> Where the fist is the size of a house. Um... Have you seen Cabin does, in the Woods? Does the house float? Have you seen Cabin in the Woods? They all float. They all float. Down here. Wait. Um, have you seen Cabin in the Woods, though? Yeah. Okay. You um, recognize the old gods? That's who they're keeping from coming back. Oh. Uh, That's the whole plot of the movie. It revolves keep, around yeah. keeping the old gods safe. It's the plot inside the plot inside the plot. Well, it's the plot outside the plot outside the plot. Wait, Because Cap- at first in Cabin in the Woods, you think it's a horror is- movie. Is Cabin in the Woods the one with the cover that has the cabin actually floating? Like up on a hill or something? Oh, the poster? 
Yeah. The poster might look like there's a cabin floating because... Okay, no, I then, haven't seen that one, I think. Oh, it's so good. Okay, okay then I don't want to go too much into it because when I met a plot within a plot within a plot because there's layers to that movie and you think you know it and then also... Brittany and I were actually just talking about it because I just comes out it, so a little bit. I showed it to Eva. It's a really good movie. It comes out I'm a little not, bit. I'm not, it's, 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 like, it's like a nine. I would say it's also not a... I wouldn't say it's not a horror movie, but it is not your typical because... It's, it's a very yeah, good horror nah, movie. The cabin's like yes. floating. Yeah, it's yeah, a very good horror movie. I would say the first half of it feels like a horror movie, and then it quickly jumps into stuff a lot more interesting. Yes. Like, it changes it changes tone. Well, that's what, um, what's it called does, too? The yeah. Mummy? It turns from interesting to shitty? No, that, that oh. uh, horror movie that won Best Picture. All I've got for that. Oh, Squid. Okay, Water? What? Oh, shoot. Oh, Get Out? Get Out. Yeah. Get out doing All I've got from the squid uh, is maybe something. Screenplay. Maybe it's something from Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. Mm. Is that a Universal horror movie? No. Is that a Universal nope. movie? No, but it is a. Uh, but what's his face is in the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. The captain from Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. What's mm. his name? Uh, well, Captain Nemo is from Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. Right? Is it? Um, he also one of no. Uh, Alan Quartermain is. Wow. Alan Cor- the you're talking about the Sean Connery character? No, I'm talking about he's isn't he one of the the I mean ta- I mean in the movie in Twenty Thousand yeah. Leagues Under the Sea. There's a captain who drives the uh, Nautilus, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know the captain's name. Captain Nemo. Okay, it's Nemo. Yeah, but isn't yeah, he Nemo. one of the League of Isn't he one of the gentlemen? Uh, yes, he is. Okay, that's all I was saying. Alan Quartermain, Captain Nemo, Mina Harker, which is Dracula, and that's a Universal movie. I don't think it is. Uh, well, it does that. Oh, I so this is a really no, long reference. To I think to. I think uh, *Leo of Short Gentleman* is based off of like a the graphic comic. novel. Yes. Okay. Um, but not released by Universal. Is it like Tom Sawyer? One of them too? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Who is the other captain? Nemo and uh... Ahab. Yes. Ahab, Ahab is, Ahab Moby, is Dick. Moby Dick. Yeah. Um. Anyways, do we have anything else to say about this movie? I don't have anything else to say about the movie. No, it was, it was kind of cool to start, and then it was just chaos. It, honestly, I got. I wrote down. It's interesting that as the action picked up, I got more bored with this movie. I yes. didn't. I didn't like the action, the military action at the beginning, like the random bombing happened to open up the ground, and I thought that was kind of cheap. Well, see, for me, it's just pretty much once. Once they left Russell, the whole Mercury stuff and on, where it just seemed like actiony for no good, like just so I was like I. I honestly lost interest. I got bored. Yeah. I was waiting to see, I know this is really dumb, but I was waiting to see Nail how penis. the mercury was getting cycled back to keep dripping from the ceiling to fill the... And since when is mercury an embalming fluid? Let's not worry about why, because they, they established that mercury is supposed to keep evil away. Okay, Maybe that is actually an Egyptian thing, they believed in mercury. I know they believe like goose fat would help... Pregnancy or something. If we can get behind silver as a means to kill a werewolf and roses and garlic as a means to stave off vampires, any, I can buy mercury for mummies. Yeah, any right. bit of mercury pumped into anybody's veins would almost instantly kill. They you. just should have used some Drano so, on whatever they were using to pump into that, so that way it could go in a little quicker. So I a think constant, but a up, constant flow through the mummy. Doesn't kill her. No, she's a supernatural creature, which doesn't well, necessarily. No, and I don't think they're trying to kill lies. her. They're trying, they're trying to embalm her. They're going to fill her up so then they could freeze her. Maybe, yeah, they needed another throwaway line. She's fighting it. That's all they would have had to say. 
her powers is subduing them. Or they could have just got a spider to come and bite one of them and turn that other one into one of the scientists into her crony who does things. And why did Russell Crowe listen to Tom Cruise? Because he was like, all right, we're going to freeze her or whatever. And then she's like hurting and he's like, stop. And then like, all right, cool. Yeah. Especially she goes, it burns. You got to stop. You got to stop. Especially when Tom Cruise. No, why? And Tom Cruise. Why? And Tom Cruise, or um, Russell Crowe's character should at this point, seems like he is very knowledgeable of what's happening. <laughs> and he seems even more like, See? like, hey, this is interesting. This kind of go back, goes like back to this. It seems more point. like he wanted to be like, let's just see what, how this plays out. This is interesting that he feels for her. But mm-hmm. the way he looked at her, he did. He like has some kind of connection. Right. So I think when he died, she saved him, whether she was there present or Which not. Which is why you start having the flashbacks and, after he came yep, back to life. And he has something in him now that has some affinity for her. Well, I think it's along the lines of the mummy, the Brendan Fraser mummy movies where the people who like woke up the mummy were the ones that had to be killed in order for him to take human form. Mm. Tom Cruise, they set up as the one who really basically let her loose. Yeah, uh, they, you curse yourself as soon as you cross the line. Yeah, so that's that's in part why I think he was probably chosen. He tried to protect her, but not really. But yeah. you could tell he always had some other interest in her. Yeah, I think I think because yeah, they were connected. He was compromised. I wish he she had chosen. Nick he was Miller. her soulmate. Instead of Tom Cruise. <laughs> what would that movie be like? Nick Miller was a chosen one. Honestly, instead. did Nick Miller even need to be in the movie? Uh, he had to talk to her, talk to a Tom Cruise in the girl's bathroom and tell him. In the <laughs> girl's bathroom. Yeah, that was it. You see me at the beginning and, and then you just well, see no, him sporadically as a ghost. He sort of was encouraging Tom Cruise to go along with the whole mummy's plan. Yeah. Like, just submit to it. Because he wanted to be released. He knew he would never die until Tom Cruise gave in. Like, I mean, he was just thinking more like, just give in. It's going to be better. Yeah. Like, I think that's what But he, he didn't show... What was weird is, he didn't show up enough. Uh, I thought it would have been, like, if he was there all Yeah, he just the shows up in the sandstorm again. It's just sporadic. He shows up three times in the whole movie, or four. Yeah, and it's just random. And, when and they, behaves like Dave Miller every time. Like, when he points at him, they're having dinner, and he goes, he points at him, and then him, and outside. It's like, that was a total Nick Miller thing. <laughs> like, like, you, me, outside. Like, come on, buddy. Okay, oh, come on, dude. Nick. Come Nick, on. come on, Nick. Let's go outside, Nick, and let's talk a little bit, Nick. Uh, anyways, I hate this. I, no, I thought it was interesting, and then I got so bored, I don't, honestly, there's probably things I missed, because I don't know if I was fully aware of what was happening anymore. Yeah, I started getting bored, and I started thinking, okay, what are other things I have to do with my life? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. how it got with me, too. Was like, well, it wasn't a bad movie, bad. it was just boring in the latter half. Yeah. I would say it's not worth the it was boring horrible, horrible Rotten Tomatoes score it has. No. What does it have? 15? 17% or something like that? Oh, it's not 15 Okay, it's something like that. But I don't know if it's worth I don't think it's that bad, when but I, it's not a good movie. When it's I went not. to Google it, I saw that it had something on some... Maybe it was Metacritic. It was like a 5.5, I thought I saw. I, I would say that describes it. I, to me, it is a it's average funny. nothing movie. It has like, strong points. It has weak points. It's something that I'm going to probably forget within the next few weeks. They it's, were investing some money, though. I will say that. Russell Crowe. The special effects were good. Cruise, I don't know who the girls were. <laughs> uh, I, I did, they were okay at times, but the CGI was not good overall. 
I thought the special effects were fine. Especially when all the monsters were trying, or the dead people were trying to climb into the truck as they were trying to leave the sanctuary. Yeah. That was bad. Yeah, but some of the scenes were quite good. I thought that her transformations were good. Yeah. Sure. But so, there was and a I lot thought of that the, the action was good, just the latter half was boring action. Well, and I think it was boring because you don't, you know, because the plot stopped. Yeah. Like, yeah. like nothing's happening really. What was? 15%. That's so bad. And an audience score of 35%. Which is also very... I would put this at a 50. Uh, me too. Yeah. I'd just say... Hey, it's eh. If you're bored and you saw it, I'd watch it. Yeah, and if it's free on Cinemax and you ain't got nothing... If it's $15 on, on iTunes, totally worth watching. Honestly, <laughs> not, no, don't buy it. It's not worth a buy. No. You Unless it was like... Mistaken. If it was 99 cents on iTunes, yeah, buy it and watch it. MPAA, as much as a song. Every year it releases a report... Of the the industry getting hurt by torrenting and all this stuff and streaming sites and all that stuff and the mistake is in that letter they list the most atrocious impactful torrent sites for their business or streaming sites for their business like this is the number one streaming site it has so many streams coming from it and that's on the MPAA website like that wasn't clever so I may or may not have watched the torrent of the stream. From the list that MPA put out about the streamers that are hurting their business model, <laughs> I just borrowed it from a torrent. Ah, but I gave it back. <laughs> you re-uploaded up, re- so it. You're a one-to-one ratio. You, I, you uploaded it back. <laughs> no, I actually just I paid for it, and I'm still paying for it. Yeah, I honestly, like I said, I downloaded it, but the download, uh, the the time of watching the movie was actually later than I wanted to watch it. That's all it came down to. So if I wanted to watch it for free from 4.20 to 6.30, uh, well... Like why said, 4.20? I don't know why. That's what time Cinemax started the movie today. Oh, yeah. they. I mean, because uh, other the movie, movies run... The movies end and start when they... I mean, they don't start yeah. on an hour. They just... So it's they start up usually to the closest 10 or 15 minute mark. I didn't feel bad about streaming it when literally I'm just watching it uh, about an hour before I could have been watching it legitimately. But free. it's... Uh, so. Don't see it. I have to sleep at night. Just don't see it. Ambient. <laughs> All right. Cool. Well, till the summer. Okay. Thank you for listening. Please follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Awesome of Podcasts. If you enjoy us, please tell a friend and read or review us on iTunes. This has been a Carry Around a Production.